Good morning, everyone. Today I'm going to start by reading Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and staff they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23, this is our hope. This morning I'm sat in front of the wall in the pictures accompanying our psalm. This is my kitchen. <laughs> Why is there a half-finished picture of a tree with flowers on it? Good question. Partly because my husband is a wonderful man who doesn't just accept my particular kind of crazy, but he loves me, fully embraces it, and loves me more for it as well. But mainly it's because I felt God told me to paint it. Phil and I saved long and hard and were finally blessed with a new kitchen uh, that better served my needs. Cooking had become harder and harder for me. We needed a place um, for me to sit and cupboards that were accessible, but this left us with a huge blank wall and I felt God say, I want you to paint a tree on it, which I kind of did. So I painted the ground, a trunk, the sun in a swirl of chaos, and the tree stood largely untouched, completely unfinished for about a year and a half until a few months ago, November the 29th, 2020, to be precise. Now, many of you will know that I have at points been obsessed with painting trees. For me, the trees have always represented us as individuals and us as a church. The trunks are strong and supple, the whole and holy things in our lives. God growing us tall and strong, the character in us that goes on into eternity. Sometimes I painted them alone or in pairs, sometimes in groups or families. The light, the sun, <laughs> is always Jesus who shines his light through our branches, making us shine, making us flourish. I knew that this tree was always to be about hope. But I stalled. I couldn't find it in me to paint it. And then 2020 happened. 
And I, as many of us, didn't always cope very well. And at times was very grumpy with God. He still spoke with me and used me, but I often felt like my own relationship with God was like that of a petulant child, that the walk had been too far, too long, too difficult. And I was just going to sit there on the ground and not continue. I was going to sit in this muddy puddle and be grumpy with him. And it was in this state that God asked me to paint my first flower in the canopy of the tree. It's time for hope to rise, he said. For you and the church, you need to paint a flower in the canopy. This flower. I asked if I could repaint this flower many times, but God says, no, it stands. It looks like that petulant child painted it. Like she said, fine God, I'll paint a flower. But as with all steps forward, with all steps of obedience, you have to start somewhere. And I started here, a grumpy flower painted on a wall. And nearly every day since I have painted a flower on my kitchen wall. And as I have, I have seen things change and the hope inside of me grow. In Romans 5, 3 to 5, we read, this is from the Passion Translation. But that's not all. Even in our times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence, knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. And patient endurance will refine our character and proven character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. I had been led back to hope by a kind and loving God who took my hand, helped me up and got me to do something that I was more than capable of doing as an act of obedience to him. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because God has poured his love into my heart into our hearts. Endurance, perseverance, mostly not very patient is where we're all standing right now with COVID-19. But God is using this time to refine our character, that part of us that will go to heaven to be with Jesus. And it is leading us back to hope if we remember that God is walking this with us, that his hand is outstretched toward us. None of us have done this journey perfectly, certainly not me. But every day that we choose to rejoice in the midst of all that's going on, he develops more of his character in us. God's plan is to make us whole and holy, to make us flourish and shine. Even in the winter when there are no leaves on our trees. Sometimes then we are digging down roots deeper and stronger into him and even there in the depths creating beautiful things that reflect his glory and make us more the people we were created to be. He takes what we have and he starts right there. As I've painted each flower, I've prayed. And as I've prayed, things have changed in me and in others and in the spiritual atmosphere in which we live. There was even quiet hope 
for Christmas Day. So this would be a beautiful story of redemption if it simply ended here. But on New Year's Day, my dad was rushed into Yeovil District Hospital and I sat by his side until the 4th of January when he died. Even when I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, even when I stand right next to it, you are with me. God, ever present, hope in the midst of death. I guess I, I guess God knew that I needed a month of hope beginning to rise in me to cope with a new and overwhelming loss. There is a great beauty and privilege in being by a parent's bedside while they die, as they die. You, you learn a new meaning to the commandment, honour your father and mother. But in this time, for me, there was, of course, also trauma as I watched my dad suffer and fight to hang on to life. In these moments, it is very easy to lose hope. But I'd been practicing hope and I reached out to God and tried to find the good, to find him here, even in the darkest of places, here in the little literal shadow of the valley of death. And in that moment, I felt Jesus' hand on my shoulder as he stood behind me and an angel appeared in the room. My dad had been heavily involved in the Masonic in his life. And the angel fought back the enemy as I watched and I had the privilege of watching as the man who had shouted me, shouted at me for six weeks at my conversion to Jesus, then stopped talking to me for the next six months, slip his hand into God's. He can't be with Jesus. I know that God was kind to me and we don't all get that kind of assurance when our loved one dies, but God is always there, reaching out his hand to pick us up out of the dirt in life, in death. He is ever present in us and with us, working out all things for good and doing it with us if we will let him. This latest lockdown has hit us all hard, but I hear God saying, it is time for hope to rise. So let's choose to rejoice, sing a song, take a photo, paint a flower, tidy a cupboard, wash up to the glory of Jesus. He understands how difficult this time has been and is in and is, but he will never leave us or forsake us. He stands with us in this time as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death and in it he comforts us, prepares a banquet for us, he restores our souls. Do you feel that your soul needs a little restoration? Then take his hand and let him lead you on. In Psalm 23, Jesus walks with us through the beautiful places, the green pastures, the quiet waters, and the most awful places. But goodness and mercy always goes with us, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, here on earth and on the other side of eternity. 1 Peter 1, 3 to 9 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us 
new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end results of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Oh, we wanted to try something different today. So we've all been given a colouring page with flowers on to help us respond to God this morning. Or you may have a piece of paper and a pen. There is no talent necessary here. Remember, five-year-old petulant me painted a flower on a wall. This is about our hearts, not about our talent. It's about our obedience, our agreeing with God that it is time for hope to rise in the green meadows by the quiet waters and in the shadow of the valley of death. Let's start colouring and drawing in the worship. Let's complete them later or in the days to come. Let's take this one little corporate step together. Let's pray over our flowers. Pray for those situations, those people, our world that so desperately needs hope. And let's watch for what God is going to do. Let's pray. Lord, we believe, or at least we want to believe, that it is time for hope to rise. Your hand is always outstretched toward us. Help us to lift our heads and take your hand, whether we are in the green pastures of life or the valley of the shadow of death. Help us to remember you are always with us, even in the darkest night. We ask, Lord, that you would fan into flame your living hope within us, that it would shine brightly and we would begin to flourish again, not just survive. Like the tree, we would like to move from bare branches to the flowers of hope, that we would see your kingdom and your will being done in our lives and in the lives of those around us, in our town and our village, in our nation. Lord, we ask, Jesus, we ask for hope to arise. Amen.